You've got to corral your data. You've got to work together across the business. You've got to embrace those first principles. It's time for e-commerce explored. Time to explore deep into a tricky e-commerce topic. We're here to help you overcome your e-commerce growth barriers. Welcome to the first ever episode of my brand new show, E-Commerce Explored, which we're temporarily co-releasing to listeners in the E-Commerce Master Plan podcast too. So hello, ECMP listeners. E-Commerce Explored is the home of our occasional seasonal podcast where I will be diving deep deep, deep, deep into one big topic over a handful of episodes to help you get to grips with it. The first topic we're exploring is overstocks. How do you get rid of them and how do you avoid them in the first place? All with the triple aim of helping you to improve cash flow, increase profits and avoid waste and sending product to landfill. We're releasing the episodes over the next few weeks every Thursday. But if you want to get the content sooner, including getting access to episode two right now, then sign up for our latest virtual event for free at ecmp.info forward slash overstock. So that's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash overstock. Use that short link to go straight to the event site and then you will get uh, episode two right now and you'll get um early access to everything we're putting out on this podcast. Now, attendees of the event are getting the episodes in their video format and several other resources we put together too to help you solve this challenge. So hit pause, go to ecmp.info forward slash overstock and sign up for free right now. Okay, you signed up? Yeah, definitely. Okay, awesome. Let's get on with it then. In this session, it's just me. Chloe Thomas, host of the e-commerce master plan and keep optimizing podcast, best-selling author of multiple e-commerce books and the host of this summit. And I'm in this session gonna be giving you a quick intro to our topic and setting the scene for what's coming up. I'm gonna be taking you through just what is the overstocks problem? Why do we need to solve it? We will also be looking at uh, the short-term solutions, the medium solutions and the long-term solutions and I'll be explaining a little bit of why we need to care about those. And I guess basically it's short term. I know huge numbers of you right now have a lot of stock on hand you need to shift, but there's this longer term piece of how do we avoid it in the future too. And then longer term, we're going to be going into um, some big picture thinking. Let's put it that way. Now, at the point I am recording this very video for you, I've recorded my interviews with pretty much all our expert guests. So one, you've got some amazing content coming up, but also I will be giving you a little bit of a sneak preview of what's coming up as we go through this introductory session and explaining the three trends, the three big trends that you're going to see coming back again and again and again as you work your way through the sessions of this event. Now, let's start off talking about the problem. Just what is this overstocks, this excess stock problem? It's big right now um, as we're putting this out. It is big at the start of 2023. According to, to some stats pulled together by the team at Inventory Planner in their post-peak season excess stock guide, nearly half of all e-commerce brands have overstock that they are desperate to offload right now, Q1 2023. 
That's huge, much more than normal. And one fifth of the average brand's inventory is overstock. So the chances are that you're all sitting on about one in every five products in your warehouse is stuff you don't want to be stocking. That's what I mean by overstock. Product you don't want to be stocking. Customers haven't bought it at full price. They're not wanting to buy it. You just want it out. You want that cash back so you can turn it into new products, into marketing, etc. cetera. Um, that one fifth breaks down for US, it's about 22%. UK, not quite as bad at 19%. But let's face it, one fifth of your stock being stock you don't want is not a good thing. Now, these numbers, I mean, I've heard anecdotal stuff like um, Rosie, who's one of our speakers in session number two, last week, so about two weeks before the point at which I'm recording, uh, you're hearing this, um, she was at an event sitting on a table full of retailers. Every single one of them was dealing with an overstock issue. So um, it's these numbers you're, you're seeing on the screen are quite possibly underplaying the problem. And it's an urgent issue because economically consumers are spending less. And then in the e-commerce space, we are seeing our cost per acquisition going up. We could spend the next three hours discussing why that cost of acquisition is going up. But we know that cost of acquisition is going up and we know it's causing us, it's making it harder to find the customers to clear the stock. And then you've got all your cash tied up in stock. So it's a big old problem. It's always a negative problem for businesses when we have an overstock situation. Cash flow, already mentioned it. It stifles your business. Cash is the living lifeblood of your business. And if it's all tied up in boxes in the warehouse or at your 3PL, that is not good news. It means you're not buying the right stock. It means you're not um, able to spend on the right marketing activity. So there's a big opportunity cost to that cash flow holdback. It's also costing you money. You know, you're take, it's taking up more space in your warehouse. So it costs you money to be overstocked as well as tying up the cash itself. There's that opportunity cost I mentioned. If the cash is tied up, tied up in the wrong stock, you can't buy the right stock. It also can lead to, the, to an opportunity cost in your marketing because you just end up sending out message after message after message with X percent off, this percent off and talking up the same products day after day after day, which bores your customers when you could be talking about new product, new messages, building stronger connections with them and all that great stuff that we know we should be doing in our marketing at the moment. So problems for the business, cash flow costs, opportunity costs. And then, of course, the big one that comes from all of those is profit. It's costing you money. It's holding up your cash. but It's not enabling you to make future profit. It's also this discounting that we get into leads to damaged margins. So as well throughout this event and a little bit in this session, as well as talking about how you can clear that fast, we're going to talk about how you can clear it to maximize the margin you get back to maximize your profits in the future. It's also a negative for the planet, not just for your business, which, as we find again and again, as, as we in my business, as many others look into the sustainability, the doing good for the planet thing. Um, if it's bad for the planet, it's probably bad for your bottom line, too. So sending things to landfill, it's so waste, wasteful, obviously. Often it costs a business money to send things to landfill. We've got the whole overconsumption problem, not going to dive too deeply into that today. Um, and we've got the fact, you know, that 
you've got a, a warehouse full of shoes, for example, and there's thousands of people around the world who can't afford thousands, millions of people around the world who can't afford shoes. So there's this this mismatch of purpose as well going on. So we'll get into bits of that as we go through, because these are all solving these problems are potentially ways in which you might look to get rid of the stock that you don't want to have clustering up your warehouse anymore. So we're going to be talking both about the impact it can be having on your business and sorting that out, as well as trying to find ways to deal with it that don't harm the planet any more than than is unavoidable, I suppose. So why do we have this problem and why are brands finding it so difficult to solve? I think for me, there are two reasons that tie into this. Um, and these are kind of the reasons why I decided we were going to do this event this year. Um, number one, a lot of solutions to dealing with overstock lie in a sector of our industry that kind of lives in the darkness that you're not aware of until you often until after you needed it. You know, it's kind of one of those strange sectors that you don't really know exists until you have a desperate need for it. And then you only find out about it if you're lucky to know the right person who knows how to get into that. I'm talking about, you know, things like um, mass stock clearance uh, operations. Um, auction houses, these sorts of things that you're not seeing them in uh, sponsoring big conferences. You're not seeing them sending you email newsletters all the time. So they can be quite hard to find. So part of the role of this event is to help you find these routes and discover these ways, these alternative ways to clear this overstock in a way that works for you, your business, your customers, etc. Um, and also the whole, the whole kind of merchandising and buying piece. I've been in this industry for almost 20 years now and I've been attending conferences and training events and all that since the very beginning signing up to newsletters and all the rest of it since the early 2000s you almost never see a session that is talking about how we manage our stock how we manage our discounting against what we've got in stock how the products are moving through maybe I maybe I've just never found the right conferences but you never seem to see online or offline that those topics being covered so we're going to be touching on that as well today uh, across the event to kind of shine a bit of a bigger light on it. And I put my hands up. I am not a merchandiser or a buyer. I am a marketer. I know enough to be dangerous. So we've got some experts in that coming on later on to talk to you about it. And we are to help shine a light on this darker air, our, our more mysterious area of the industry. We're also putting together a handbook of the event that will be available by the end of March for you to download that will have lots of resources and ideas you can uh, use and get it people you can get in contact with. Why do we have this problem? Number one, that kind of dark, mysterious element to the solutions. The second part is that I think, and excuse me for saying this, I think as an industry, we've got a bit lazy and we've taken our eyes off the ball. Maybe this is because I'm a marketer and I live in marketing land rather than product land. But I think marketing is part of the problem because over the last, say, five, 10 years, marketing has been cheap and easy. For the last six months, I've been talking about at least, if not since the beginning of last year, we've been talking about how you need to up your creative game. You need to be better marketers to clear the product. I think now with this overstock issue, we're coming to realize that because we could sell things easily and cheaply via marketing channels, we thought we'd be able to sell everything always. And it's quite clear we can't clear anything whenever we want to anymore, not via the channels we've been used to. So I think we've got that element coming in. Um, and I think potentially, you know, I remember when I worked at a retailer, I'd always be talking to the buying and the merchandising team, um, probably actually not as much as I should have been in reality. But but I think because of work from home and, and I've, you know, 
teams being spread around, that connection has potentially been lost within businesses. And we'll talk more about that. We'll talk quite a bit more about that, actually, as we go through the event. So lots of reasons why we've got this problem, but you're far more interested, I'm sure, in the solutions rather than in the problems. So what is the solution to this overstock problem? First off, let's get clear on what the question is. What are we actually trying to do? What we're trying to do is work out how we can clear the maximum stock at the maximum margin in the short term, the medium term and the long term. So I'll be talking a bit in a bit more depth about short term, medium and long term in a moment. But there's certainly throughout this, is, you'll see this is going to come up again and again and again through the sessions of this event. There are three big trends. I mentioned we were going to talk about them earlier. I'm going to talk about them now. Um, the three big trends I've found as we've gone through this, talking to real experts in all of this, not little old Mark to me, is number one, data. All the data we need to do better exists, but we're not using it because it's not where we need it to be. We weren't aware we had it. It's not in the format we need it. It's not easily accessible. It's not timely, but all the answers are in the data accessible and there are better ways of getting hold of it. So that's the number one, data, 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 data. Second trend, collaboration. I touched on it already about teams working together across the business. It does seem if we're going to properly solve this, we need marketing, finance, warehouse, buying, merchandising, everyone working together to find the best routes to make sure we're clearing the stock at the maximum margin, right from the call center through the warehouse to the the, the, um, the buying team, the merchandising teams, the whole lot need to work together, both in the short term and right the way through to those long term solutions. And then the third one, something I'm going to call the return to first principles. This is that bit about being a better marketer, being a better buyer, being a better merchandiser, getting back to the basics, focusing on the detail and working together to make it all happen. I'll expand on those a little bit and what they mean in terms of short term, medium term and long term as we continue through this, this session. And we'll be going into an awful lot more detail in the sessions to come. So I'm going to spend the rest of my session with you setting the scene by doing a quick kind of dive into the short term, medium and the long term and giving you a little bit of a sense of what we've got coming up on all of those as we go through the rest of our, our event. Let's start with the short term. Fundamentally, everyone, let's clear that overstock. Short term is getting what you don't need out of the website as quickly as possible to turn it back into cash that you can spend on your marketing or the new stock that you need for your plans for the coming months. It essentially means falling down through a series of options. OK, a different ways to clear your stock from those stock stock clearance methods, which are full price and minimum expense down through to destroying it and sending it to landfill. So as a very rough and there's I'm going to read you out um, my kind of basic list of nine here, but there are multiple things you might be doing in each of these areas. So you've got own, your own channels full price. They're selling it via your own website, your own physical stores, etc. Secondly, selling it via other channels at full price. So maybe marketplace listings, wholesale, those kind of things. Um, selling it via your own channels, but discounted, fairly self-explanatory. Selling it via other channels, discounted, but still profitable. Via other channels, discounted, but at a loss. And yes, if you want to clear it and turn it back into cash, that's why 
in the short term, we're far more interested about the cash than we are about the profit, um, is we, we may well want to use other channels to sell it at a discounted price and make a loss, but at least we're getting that cash back into the business, giving ourselves back that lifeblood. We might donate it. Maybe you've gone through all of those and you just can't get rid of it. You want it gone. You want it doing some good. So you're going to donate it to a charity, to a food bank, to someone else who needs it somewhere else in the world. Um, you might also at that point recycle it. Now, recycling I put below donate because sometimes you might have to pay to have it recycled because some products are really complicated to recycle. You might be able to give it away to, for free to someone who wants to use it to make something else. You might even be able to sell it. You might find there's a value in that waste stock for you. Um, then destroying it. If you if you have to destroy it, try and find a way in which at least the energy from that destruction process gets turned back into electricity of some kind. And you may have to destroy it and send it to landfill. But let's not talk too much about that, because hopefully by deploying the things you're going to learn about in this event, you're going to avoid landfill as much as possible, because that is definitely a bad option for every single one of us. As you work your way through these options, you are trading off how much volume you can shift via that option versus the speed at which you can shift it via that option versus the profit you get from selling it via that option. So I spoke a bit about the trade-off of profit there, which especially in the short term, you may have to do that to realize the cash. Then you've got the volume speed bit, speed part. Maybe via your own channels and your other channels at full price, you just can't clear it as fast as you need to, or you can't clear the volume that you need to. Therefore, you need to look, look to other things. There's always this trade-off. So you're basically, you look through it and you go, right, how much can I clear via X, Y, and Z at what cost to me? And then you'll work out how far down this chain of activity you have to go. We are in the short term we're at the point where you desperately need to clear the stock, to clear that warehouse space, to clear it back into cash, um, to clear it out so you don't have to keep talking about it in your marketing. Uh, all those costs, all those negatives we've heard about, talked about even earlier. So you're after fast and volume plays for some of that stock. But this is where the data bit comes in because you need to know how much stock you've got, how much you, you can you guess you can clear over certain time spans in each channel. We'll talk about all this when we get into the sessions. Um, so basically, you need to decide how much you're willing to lose at each stage and how much you think you can clear at each stage and then put your plan together. And that may well vary skew by skew on the basis that you've got different margins, um, you've got different speed that you can sell it via different channels, potentially even different channels that, are, that have potential for you with each of those. So we come back to our three three trends. In the short term, data. Data is going to help you make better decisions. And the better your decisions, the more margin you are going to manage to hold on to. The less loss you're going to make, the faster the products will go. Collaboration. Well, clearly, you need to have a good conversation going on between the web team, the merchandising team, the channels you're going to be using to sell it through, the buying team, the merchandising team, to make sure you're able to do this in as streamlined and efficient a way as possible and make those right decisions. Returning to first principles, well, you can't, I can't say this more clearly than with uh, one of my marketing mantras. If you've been around my content for a while, you will probably have heard me talk about this before. This is my mantra for all promotions. And it is a promotion exists to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. It's that table we were just talking about, all those different options and levels of clearance. Now, 
in this scenario, you're trying to clear out the stock as quickly as possible. So you want to make it easy for the customers to help you do that. So therefore, things like bundles, mystery boxes, job lots on eBay, wholesaling in bulk, these can be great ways to, to quickly clear that volume out and turn it back into cash. So always consider this at each of those levels. It's not just about where you sell it, it's about how you sell it. So first principles, everyone got to stick with those first principles. Now, we've split the sessions where my experts are going to come uh, on this into two core sessions. Session, The first of those sessions, session number two, is live right now for you to get stuck into. And in that one, we are looking at how you can clear the stock to your own customers via your own channels. So this is very much the how to clear it via your own website, via the channels, you know, maybe your wholesaling, etc. How do you clear it via that? Theoretically, you should get more margin. You might get some customer recruitment, some customer reactivation, and you are in control. But this can be slow. There can be a limit to the amount of volume you can put out via that. It can be brand eroding if you're just sending discount after discount after discount. And strategically, it holds you back. This is that opportunity cost of your marketing messages part. So there may be a limit to how long you're willing to continue doing, doing that. But what we're going to talk about in that session is I've got two experts coming with methods you won't have previously thought of for doing this. And then I'll be I'll be filling in that uh, with you with lots of other ideas for you after we've heard from them. So we're looking at clever promos, we're looking at clever marketing, we're looking at clever tools, we're looking at every piece of your arsenal you can use to try and clear this stock. Um, all to try and create the sale without looking too desperate, basically. Um, and actually, everything we cover in session two is a great set of things you can do in the medium term to clear more stock at full price in the future to avoid the overstock um, as as the, the months roll by. In the second session, we're going to be looking at what third party channels can you use to clear it out? So what other resources are there out there? Other people who have routes to market, routes to the consumer? maybe here, maybe in other geographic markets, in other countries, maybe on totally different platforms, totally different routes. Who are they? What options are there out there? Now, with my two guests, we're going to go deep into the world of trainers um, and look at a couple of different ways we could, you can look at uh, as a bit of a case trainers or sneakers if you're not one of, if you're in the US. Uh, a couple of case studies on how you can clear those, and then I'll be giving you loads of other ideas. And this is one of the meatiest sections of the handbook once that's available at the end of the month to help you get that. So, and then on the on the data side of it, in session number four, when we're talking about forecasting, we'll be getting into a little bit of the data you need to help clear that stock out too. So loads coming up on the short term, but essentially, it's that big balance between volume, speed and how much you're willing to lose in order to get that cash back into the business. But don't worry, there are stacks of examples coming up um, to help you do that fast. And as like I said, session number two on how to clear it via your own channels is available to you right now. Okay, let's talk medium term then. So how do you avoid future overstocks and start selling ever more stock at full price? Now, this means getting deep 
and I really do mean deep into those three trends we already talked about. You've got to corral your data. You've got to work together across the business. You've got to embrace those first principles. Stock and inventory data is about to become the engine that powers your marketing, an essential part of your optimization strategy. I would go to this so far as to say the brands that succeed in the next five, 10 years are those who have got really good at inventory data and integrating that across the business both in terms of selling through what's in the warehouse now and to build the growth for coming seasons. So in this part of the event, we are talking about stock optimization by channel, by marketing channel, feeding into your promotional selections and customer behavior across marketing and post-purchase activity, feeding back into stock and marketing too. Now, at this point, the same approach comes in for your returns and seconds and even secondhand product activity. We're not going to go deep into circularity or the whole um, world of what happens to your products post-purchase in this event, but it is pretty omnipresent in everything that we're discussing. And huge numbers of the tactics and advice we're getting can be applied to those areas too. So we've split this focus on the medium term into two core sessions. Session number four is all about forecasting, both the basics and what this new approach can do for you. Once you get to grips with the data, huge cash flow and profit improvements can be made surprisingly quickly. And um, well, but there'll be some examples and some case studies of that coming up for you in session four. Then in session five, we go deep into the data side of things. We look at the returns piece to see how this holds a wealth of information you can also incorporate incorporate even to make sure the products you're selling are right for the customer first time out. So the returns data, yeah, returns is another set of stock you have to find a way to, to clear and to deal with. But also that returns data can give you huge insight to improve how you sell the product at full, full price and to improve how you sell um, how, the product you buy in the future. So huge amount of data in there. And we're going to be looking deep into that in session five. Obviously, there's plenty of other data pots to do, but I thought we'd, we'd do returns for that session for you. Then we look at the long term solutions. Now, here at e-commerce master plan, we care as much about helping you create a successful e-commerce business as we care about helping you create an e-commerce business that does more good than harm for the planet. And those two things frequently go hand in hand. For example, buying too much stock is bad for your business and then getting rid of it is bad for the planet. So in our final session, we're going to take a look at the long term view for how do we clear the maximum stock at the maximum margin. We're going to look at some phenomenal tech and how AI can help you get the product by, especially in fashion, even more accurate and thus avoid waste right at the beginning of the process. We'll also be talking to a brand who are pushing the boundaries of what's normal um, by only producing the product once the customers have pre-ordered it. And if you're intrigued by that, then uh, you don't have to wait until uh, session six goes live. You can have a listen to my podcast interview with Callie from This Is Unfolded, who runs a very similar business model. And that's on the e-commerce master plan podcast. You can find the link to that below the video. Now, again, our three trends are all when it comes to these more out of the box, long term solutions. Data is even more so our friend. Collaboration is key across the business and we start collaborating with our own customers. First principles, well, yes, 
obviously we've got to adopt the first principles and go back to those but we're also talking about a mindset shift and this is something I really hope we start to see in our industry from an e-commerce landscape where you are scared of running out of stock so you over order and when we end up spending all our marketing effort discounting and discounting and discounting to an e-commerce landscape where we embrace scarcity and enjoy selling the great majority of our stock at full price it's a seriously big mindset shift, but I really hope we can do it and take the consumers with us as we go. It's a big shift, but maybe not as big a shift as we think. So we'll be trying to get that across to you in our final session, session number six. So this is session number one with me, very nearly complete. Um, if you would like to join in the discussion around all the things we're going to be talking about, then do come and join me in Chloe's e-commerce club, where throughout the event we'll be having mini discussions and other things going on about these topics. So what else have we got coming up for you across the event? Well, right now, live is our second session with um Rosie from Nibble and Anna from DoFinder joining me to answer our first question. How can you sell your excess stock to your existing customers? Next Thursday, session three will go live where we flip to how you can clear your overstocks via other channels. And my guest experts will be diving into the world of footwear to help us get to grips with that. And I'll take you through a whole heap of extra ways you can do you can do it. The more I've been researching this, this topic, the more diverse ways to clear stock I've come across. Um, it's really inventive. So lots to share with you in that session. Then the rest of the sessions will follow Thursday by Thursday until we wrap up with a live Q&A session where you'll be able to ask your questions of our experts. Plus, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be publishing our Overstocks handbook packed with additional tips, case studies and resources to help you to take control of your excess stock. Now, as soon as that's available, I'll let everyone know who's registered for the event. So don't worry, you will not miss it. Loads, loads and loads coming up. Excellent. I hope you get as much out of it as I've got out of putting it all together. It's been absolutely fascinating and some really game changing things coming up for you. Finally, thanks again to our partners Nibble, Real Lift, Returnalize, Sneaker Impact and Digital Gearbox for their support in making this event a reality. You can access all the live sessions and more free resources at ecmp.info forward slash overstock. And if you're watching this on the event site right now, then the links to those resources are directly below this video. See you in the next session so we can help you to master the problem of overstocks. Thanks for listening to e-commerce explored the latest podcast from the e-commerce podcast network. If you've got an e-commerce topic, you'd like us to explore in our next series, get in touch via ecommerceexplored.com.